Man, we have some church up in here today. Let's give the Lord a hand. That's good. Well, my name is Nate, and I have the honor and privilege to be one of the pastors here uh, at Pathway. It just, I want to make sure when I walked out, I heard someone say, oh, no. So I don't know what, I don't know what that means at all. Um, but if you're new here, I guess, oh no, you're in trouble. But uh, we're glad you're here. And if this is your first time, we just want to say welcome. And if it's your first time online, welcome. We got a whole cool, awesome online community out there that uh, many of you will never know or see. And uh, we love you all. And um, we're excited to see what God's going to do today. And so we're in this series called Rediscovering Jesus, and we're going through uh, John, and we're in John 3 today, and going to kind of focus on some things with that, and, and we'll, we'll get to more of kind of where God's going to take us, but I kind of want to give an intro of some things and where we're going, and some of you that follow us maybe on our social media, or you see some of the titles that are out there, and I had this title, and I want to give a little background to it before we really dig in today and before we get into it. And so just a couple things as we do this, I'm going to show you a, a, a picture of myself and, and, a, and a buddy of mine. Uh, yeah, okay. So that, that, that was a few years ago, a few pounds ago, before gravity took over. And we're going to party like it's 1999. That's what that, yeah, that's, that's my junior year prom. Yeah just styling and profiling. I don't know what it was with those little, I don't think those things ever came back in style. Maybe they did, those little things. We didn't wear ties, I don't know, but we thought it was cool and we thought it was the best thing ever and uh, that's it. But the title today uh, is called Don't Play Dough. Now, some of you are gonna be like, Nate, you are weird. That's okay, say whatever you want, it's all right. But me and my buddy Ray, when we were hanging out all the time, growing up and doing our thing and just being kids and thinking we're being cool at our junior prom, is that we always had this thing. I don't know what it was, but we would always be like, when, when, when we didn't really believe one another, we'd be like, don't play though. Don't play though. And I don't know why we said dough. It just sounded cool, all right? We'd be like, don't play though. Like, you better be telling me the truth. Don't, don't play it. You know, some of you, some of you may do that, but you don't admit it. That's okay. That's okay. We're all in this together. We're a family. All right. But that's where this title kind of comes from. But, but there's another point to it. And, and so we're going to talk about this today. And we're going to talk about just how hard life can be. You're right. We're all in this journey called life together. And, and, and we're all trying to, to do the same things, and we all have most of the same goals and stuff, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. And so I only got about 20 pages of notes, so just, just hang, hang tight, and we'll get through it. But I want to share with you, and, and it's going to go along with this, uh, with this, this theme, this title today a little bit, and, and, and I want to share with you one of the hardest things in life, okay? It's one of the hardest things in life for me. Now, there again, there's, you don't need to judge me. That's fine. And, and so, but it's one of the hardest things in life. And, and, and it's crazy. And some of you may agree with me and, and some of you may not. But one of the hardest things in life, and, and it has to do obviously with what we're talking about, this play dough, but it's this right here, okay? Now, if any of you have risked your life to try to open one of these, <laughs> right? Now, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, there's times where, you know, this is like the scariest thing in life to try to open one of these. All I want is some biscuits, all right? All I want is some biscuits. 
I didn't know I was going to have to go through a whole life-threatening thing, you know, because here's what happens is, now, you can share your tricks later and judge me later, that's fine, but I don't know what it is, because, you know, when you start to tear it and it doesn't open, I don't know, I was taught, maybe it's good or bad, but you start pounding it on the counter, all right? Some of you, I see you shaking your hand, some of you are like, oh, no, 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 but then you start pounding it, and sometimes it still doesn't open, No, and then you get like a jackhammer, no, I'm just playing, but like, this is one of the craziest things happened. I mean, in 2022, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way, right? Like this is the scariest, craziest, hardest thing to do in life. And you're like, man, Nate, your life isn't very hard. Just go with me. All right. Just flow with me today. Okay. But here's what I'm kind of saying is, is this, is that this thing is crazy. And we're going to get back to that picture and to this a little bit later. But I want you to think about that. And so as we think about life and how hard it is, let me ask you a couple questions. But the first one is this. We're in the May and, and we're seeing about maybe how hard life is and, 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 and what's going on. But we think about this year, 2022. But life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. And so I'm going to show you a quick video. Now, this video is before HD, so just bear with me, especially the younger people that don't know what that is, all right? But there, there was a time when we watched stuff fuzzy. There was a time when it was even black and white, you know? And so we're thankful for all that cool technology. But life comes at you fast. And this is an old commercial, and they used to do a bunch of them. And just, just watch this, and, and, and maybe you can maybe relate what you've been through even today, this morning, just to get here, or maybe this week. Check out this old commercial. Life comes at you fast, but with Nationwide Insurance, you'll be ready for just about anything. Hello, Nationwide. Yeah, am I covered for, uh, blind pens? Hello. How about quarters? Call 1-888-891-0031, and Nationwide Insurance will be there when you need it, 24-7. And you could save up to $523 when you switch. You know what? I'm just gonna bring it in. You can even follow your repair online. Plus, you'll get a written guarantee on covered repairs for as long as you own your car. This yours? Yeah, no. Switch to Nationwide Insurance now and save up to $523. Better call for better coverage. 1-888-891-0031. Nationwide is on your side. So, so I'm not here to push Nationwide. That's not my goal. That's an old commercial or anything. But life comes at you fast. And maybe that's how you felt this week, right? It just, it's crazy. You got flying pins coming at you. I always think about that commercial. Like, man, who's watching that kid? Who is watching that kid, right? And, uh, but life comes at you fast. As we think about it and, and we ask this question, you know, we're thinking we're already into May of this year, but how's your New Year's resolution going? Oh, all right. Well, you don't need to raise hands or say it out loud. And so maybe for some of you that are here, it's hard to keep that resolution and it's hard for you to, to think about maybe where you're at. And some of you should have said, you know what, here's some ideas for next year. You know, maybe here's some of your resolutions, read less. Some of you are like, I'm hitting that. I'm, I'm doing that. Some of you are like, you know what, instead of losing weight, I'm going to gain weight. Some of you, yeah, it's all right. We can all admit, you know, we got it. I'm going to stop exercising. It's a waste of time. You know, I'm going to watch more TV because I don't want to miss any of the good stuff. And some of you are going to procrastinate more. Some of you are still waiting on that. You'll get that joke later, but um, you get where it is. I like my buddy. He had this resolution. He said, Nate, I'm going to work out three times a week. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Way to go. So, I, you know, we were talking a little bit later and I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, man, you know what? I changed it. I'm going to work out one time a week. 
And I was like, man, just keep going. Just do it. So checked on him a little bit later. And I was like, man, how you doing? He was like, man, I'm going to drive past the gym one time a week. <laughs> I think he's doing pretty good at driving past the gym, but you get it. But we think about this and it's what we want to get to today. It's about becoming a new you how to become a new you. And so today we're going to share a lot of information and give you a lot of things, but I want to make sure that I'm, that you know that I'm not talking about losing weight. I'm not talking about changing a hairstyle or maybe wearing new clothes and all that stuff. I'm talking about having a new perspective in life. I'm talking about someone with a different point of view than the rest of the world. Come on now. You are much of many of uh, what people's resolutions, they focus on the betterment of oneself. How can we appear nice and good to others, whether physically or relationally? But this resolution, this today becoming a new you, is about putting the focus on another person. And so we're going to dig deep, really, into just one verse. And I'm going to give you a lot of verses today, but as we're going through this series out of John chapter 3, and some of you may know it, and it may be familiar to you, and that's okay. And I'm actually going to read a couple different versions in it. And it says this in John chapter 3, verse 30. It says this in the ESV version. He says about Jesus, he must increase. And this is John the Baptist speaking and talking here. He must increase, but I must decrease. A mm. couple other versions. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He must become greater, as it says. I must become less in the NIV version. The NCV version, the New Century version says this. He must become greater, and I must become less important. Come on now. Mm. I love the message version. I know we don't say it a whole lot and everyone has their own things on that, but I loved what it said. It says this, this is the assigned moment for him to move into the center. Come on now, church, while I slip off to the sidelines, that we would make Jesus it. It would all be about Jesus today, that he would become greater, that we would become less that he would increase, that we would decrease. And today is all about lifting up the name of Jesus, making him visible, making him prominent in our lives, making us a better us for Jesus and his sake. And so some of you maybe have heard a sermon on this. Some of you have heard this and it's all about maybe being humble and that's great. But today I kind of want to put a little different twist on it. And I want to give you just a few thoughts as we learn a little bit about John the Baptist and what he's talking here and what he's doing and preparing the way for Jesus. But I want you to hear this today. It's all about making Jesus prominent today. And so today I'd like to share with you how to make Jesus increase or become greater or take center stage or maybe for us to even say, I'm going to make you the center of it as I slip off to the side. It's going to be all about you, Jesus. And so I believe there's a couple points here today that we can learn from this and for Jesus to increase and to, uh, for us to decrease, the first thing is this, I must adopt God's purpose for my life. Now, you could hear many sermons on that, and that's a whole maybe even Christianese or cliche thing about that, but I want you to hear it today, and, and I want you to get this about adopting God's purpose in your life. 
And it starts with this personal commitment to say, God, more than anything else in my life, I want your will in my life. Now, what's interesting is about this is that for many of us, for for this is kind of like the resolutions, right? We say we want it. We say we want the will of God. We say that's what we want. We want Jesus to, to be increased. We want him to become greater. But it starts with this commitment. And for many of us, we start out great the first day, right? It's just like working out. We go the first day. I've said it many times before, right? You go the first day, you just try everything while you're there. And then you can't walk the next day and then you don't go back, right? Let's just be honest. And so for many of us, we want this, but we don't do the things we need to do to get this. So the Bible says this in Romans 6, give yourselves completely to God, every part of you, for you want to be the tools in the hands of God to be used for his purposes. We must adopt God's purpose for our life, but your values and your priorities immediately get switched around. And for many of us, we don't want to change our values and our priorities. Come on now, church. We don't want to change it. Yeah, give me God's will. But don't ask me to do that. Give me God's will. I'll do anything to make Jesus increase. I'll do anything to make him the sinner. But don't ask me to change that. Mm. So instead of focusing on yourself during this, if you really want to adopt God's purpose in your life, you got to focus on what God has for you. So here's the deal. You see, God has put us on earth for a purpose. Every one of us, you got to believe that today. Don't listen to the enemy's lies today. you got to hear that. But man, we listen great to the outside, right? We listen great to telling you're not good enough. You're not meant for this. And God's got a purpose for this. But here's the question I want to challenge you with, and I love this, and you're going to see something in a minute, but I love this question that God, he, he, this is what he, he gave to me. Like, he asked me this, so now you, now you got to deal with it, right? This is something I've been living out as I was preparing for this message. But do we glorify God when nobody is watching? Mm. Do we glorify God when nobody is watching? Are we the same person in our home that we are at our workplace? Are we the same person with our wife and kids that we are with all the people? You know, it's like this. You walk out, you walk out the door like, oh, man, I can't stand it. And then you go, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, all right. Jesus increased. God's got a purpose in my life. I love y'all. Right? Just me. All right, sweet. All right. But... Do we glorify God when nobody is watching? I love this. Now, you guys, many of you know I'm a sports fanatic, which is bad. It's bad. You know, it's just I'm a sports fanatic. But I love this. So I love watching just all the crazy things that you shouldn't probably be watching because it does take up some time and it's knowing all these weird things. But there was something that happened that took place that I love this. And it was a young man that was at the uh, NFL Combine. So he's leaving college to go to the NFL and he wanted to be drafted. So you go to the combine, show off all your skills and talents, and all these people judge you. Let's just be honest, that's what happens. And then they're going to see if they want to draft you. But there was a young man that did something that's crazy, and it's, it's part of a newscast, and it's, it's very quick, and it's on this newscast, and, and I thought it was interesting, but there was more to the story. I loved reading the articles, and it's a young man. He actually goes to Liberty University, which many of our students have actually went to Liberty University from here and from, from this community. It's a young man, his name's Malik Willis, but there was something, he had no idea anybody was watching him. 
And I thought to myself, wow, what a powerful statement for our young people to say, this guy is who he says he is. Because no one was watching, but it just so happened that because it was in the draft and it, and it was in Indianapolis and he was walking, there was somebody across the street that saw, who, saw him and saw who it was and they saw what he was doing and they captured it on video and it's very quick, but there's a newscast and just kind of check it out and see. But I love this story and I thought, man, I want to be like this in God's will and purpose for my life that I'm glorifying him when no one's watching. Check this out. The Atlanta native said, matter of factly to the media, someone's always going to think you're trash. That's just the way the game goes. I'm not playing for their approval. Let's hope he keeps that mentality. It will serve him well. And this is what I really like. Willis, seen here on video, giving clothes to a homeless man. The footage was taken from across the street. Willis had no idea anyone was watching. Exceptional. Who knows how good a football player he'll be, but he certainly seems to have the right makeup and foundation to have a shot. And after watching that video, I'll be pulling for Malik Willis. Crazy cool story. Malik Willis, he actually got drafted by the Tennessee Titans uh, in the draft a couple weeks ago. Crazy story to say, hey, I'm going to be who God's called me to be even when no one's watching. And that's what I want to make sure that we get the challenge today. And as we continue to learn even about John the Baptist today and what it is that God called him to do as we're learning about John 3.30 and what he's telling us, his goal, his purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus. When John the Baptist was born, I love this, his father, Zechariah, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said this in Luke 1.76. He said this in the NIV version, and you, my child will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. I love how it is that how did he say, I'm going to prepare this for Jesus. When the time came, God told him to go in and around Jordan to declare that the Messiah was coming and that people should be baptized as a sign of repentance. And so as we learn about John the Baptist, until the time of his death, he never wavered in his calling. He preached and preached because he knew this was what God had called him to do. What is he calling you to do today? But as we talked and we joked even about the gym and the New Year's resolutions, for many of us, we want this and we want to fulfill God's purpose, but it comes down to this thing called focus, right? We lose focus. Because what happens is, is as we talked, life is tough. Life is hard. Life comes at you fast. And what happens is we can leave on a Sunday and we can have this focus, but then life comes at us. And I believe if we have this focus like John the Baptist had and he prepared the way, I believe we can do that as humans, even in this tough thing called life that we're all taking this journey. I love this in Ecclesiastes 9.10. It says this, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Focus on what God has for you. So find out what God's purpose is for your life. And keep a focused mind to fulfill that purpose. And this is what leads us to the second point. It says this, I must get rid of excess in my life. And I'm not talking about that excess that grabs a hold of you right here. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you got it. Some of you got that extra excess right here. We all, you know, some of us aren't hitting our New Year's resolutions and, and things. But I'm talking about the excess in life. And, and it's kind of what we talked about in the first part is this. 
As we learn about John the Baptist, we learn that he lived a simple life. And, and, and what's interesting, and not to, to, to have fun with it, but we, it tells us that he lived in the wilderness and he was out there. And it says in Matthew 3, 4, it says this, says, John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. He just kind of did his thing. He wasn't all about the extra. And his, he was saying, this is what God's purpose in my life is to prepare the way for Jesus. It's not that we're saying that he lived and he kind of was weird and was a hermit. That's not what we're saying or antisocial. We're saying that he lived a conservative life so there was no distractions in his life to prepare the way. Come on now, church. There was no distractions for maybe what it is that could have taken him away from what it is that God prepared for him. He got rid of the excess in his life. And so you may know in your life right now, what is the excess baggage? What is the excess thing that are weighing you down, that's holding you back from accomplishing, making Jesus increase in your life? And maybe you need to decrease. But maybe for many of us, the distraction, the excess is, is that we like it to be all about us. We like it to be about me. I want it my way. I want it exactly the way I want it. I know God's got a purpose. I know there's things in my life. I know there's distractions, but that's okay because I want it my way. I want it the way I want it. And so when we think about John the Baptist and as he's preparing this way and as he's kind of saying, I'm going to live this conservative life. I'm going to make sure that I don't get weighed down by having the next new thing or the, or the greatest new thing. And man, if you think about it, man, I'll tell you what, Apple, man, they, they got us all, man, right? They got us all. They come out with the iPhone 3000 and we got to have it, right? It's got 80 cameras on it. Why do we need that many? I don't know, but they keep telling us we need them. So we got to get it, right? Because we don't want to miss out on it. And some of you are like, nah, that's for the teenagers. No, that's for us adults, man. We're guilty, right? Some of us, now come on now, church. We're going to start stepping on some toes now. But some of us, we're going to, we're going to, now this is crazy how they got us, right? Remember when we used to just go and buy a phone and you bought it for like $30, $40? Now they're charging us like $1,000, $2,000 for a phone and we're still paying on that phone. But they told us that we need a new phone. So we'll go and get the new phone, start paying on that phone while we're still paying on the old phone. Man, they tricked us and they got us. And I'm using that as an example because that's what we're hit with every day. We're hit with that every day, the distractions in our life, the excess that happens that comes on us that we don't even realize it happens. Some of you are bombarded with it. You don't even realize it. And it's weighing you down. It's weighing you down. And I'm being funny about the Apple and the iPhone thing. And that's, if you got the newest one, that's great, man. Awesome. All right. I'm not picking on you and be like, oh, I better slip that away if next season. That's not what I'm saying. You get where I'm going. But we think about John the Baptist and as he's preparing the way for Jesus and he's saying, I want him to increase and I want to decrease, but I don't want anything to just kind of weigh me down. I don't want anything to stunt my personal spiritual growth. Come on now, church. I don't want anything to weigh me down that I'm going to miss out on God's purpose for me to make sure that Jesus is lifted up to where maybe I'm on the back end, I'm backstage and not Make it about me. Man, because we live in a me society. What about me? 
Now, I deal with the students, but we're all guilty, right? I want it to be about me. I want to take a selfie. I want to get it out there. I want people to see how cool I was. They don't realize I took 30 pictures to get the perfect one, and I used all these special filters to get the perfect one. Come on now. It's all of us now, right? And I'm going to put it out there, and I can't wait for people to just tell me how great I am. I want everybody to tell me how great I am. And we miss out on what Jesus has for us. Now, we're going to get this. And now, now, you got to listen to this. Now, when, and I did a message a while back, and we talked about luggage and baggage. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to redo that. But this is something I thought about when I was preparing for this message. Well, you know when you go and, and you go to fly, which, is, which a whole, is a whole experience in yourself, and that's where you got to say, Jesus, please increase in me. Please increase in me. I need you to increase <laughs> big time, all right? But what's crazy is, is this, right? You used to be able to like take a check-in bag for no, nothing. Now they charge you an arm and a leg for that. And, you know, but, but if you go, what happens is, is this, is that, that most airlines is you go and you throw that big old bag up on, on the thing and it weighs it, right? If you're going to uh, you know, check it in, if you're going to check all that in and you're going to put it up there, and usually it's 50 pounds, right? So you put it up there. Now, maybe some of you have never had to deal with this, but this is going to, you got to get this, all right, today. But you put it up on there. And then you got to figure out who, 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 who's working that day. You know, who's working? Because if it's 51 pounds, are they, are they going to be like, yeah, go, it's good. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. 51 pounds, go ahead. But then if it's not, they're going to be like, oh, it's 50.5. Yep, you better take some out or you're going to pay extra. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there. But here's the deal. If you've ever, <laughs> some of you are like, Nate, I've never experienced that. But here's what I've experienced. Let me just tell you all, tell me all me. So we go up there and it weighs too much, right? I even try to weigh it before I go and it's never right. I think there's, they trick us, you know, they trick us, you know. So I go up there and it, and it, weighs, it weighs more. Now, you know, I'm not going to tell on my whole family, but I'm just saying like I pack light. So it must be them, obviously. Not me, not me, <laughs> them, right? It's not me. But you go up there and this is what happens, right? And they say, well, you're either going to pay extra or you got to take some stuff out. Now, some of you traveled with, with family and kids and stuff, and so maybe you've never experienced this, but this. So here's what happens is you get, like, humbled real quick. Because if you know me, I'm cheap, so I ain't paying nothing extra, all right? <laughs> I can guarantee you, you already got me for enough money. I ain't giving you no more, you know? That's my own thing. I'm working it out with the Lord, all right? <laughs> but then what happens is, is you got to take some of that out. So then it weighs, right? So it weighs like 50 pounds. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Some of you are like, man, Nate, you're flying the wrong airlines. All right, maybe so. Give me tips later. But here's what I want you to get, right? I want you to get this. No matter what happens in that moment, it's going to cost me. It's either going to cost me more money or it's going to cost me maybe even the embarrassment of whatever it is that I'm trying to pull up out of there, you know. And I'm pulling something out and I'm putting it in somewhere else. Now, here's what you're going to get, church. Now, this is going to preach, all right? You got to get this. Man, many of us do this with our excess in our life. We don't want to do anything with it, but what we're good at is we'll take it out of this and we'll put it over here. Come on now, church. Yeah. Because the excess in our life, it just weighs us down for what God has for us. It weighs us down from Jesus increasing and us decreasing. And man, I tell you what, when God gave me that illustration, I was like, oh man, he kind of hit me right here. I was like, oh, because man, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. John the Baptist, he lived this kind of just simple life, and he prepared the way. And for me, for many of it, it's like, man, I don't want to get rid of the, some of this excess in my life. I like these luxuries. 
I like these things in my life. I like these things that, that make me feel good. And so I'm going to run through these really, really quick. But, but maybe today there's some of this extra baggage. And some of you are saying, you know what? I'll take it out of here, but I'm going to put it over here. And it's still there. You never dealt with it. And so, so maybe today we talked a little bit about what are these excesses in your life? And the first one is this, material things. We already talked a lot about it, but you get it, material things. And it says this, you know, you, you know this verse, many of you, Matthew 6, 19, don't store up treasures here on earth where moss eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. The second one is this, and we talked a little bit about this. And the second one is this, this is the tough one. That's why I want to spend a little bit more time on it. Guilt and frustrations. Mm. Mm. Church, let me ask you. Do you often regret something you've done in the past? And it's an excess in your life and it's weighing you down. Or here's the question. Or do you often wish something had happened in the past? Mm. If you regret something, that's guilt. If you wish something had happened, that's frustration. And for many of you, you can even see it on your face, the guilt and the frustration that you carry. It's the excess in your life that you know you must get rid of. You know you need to handle it, but you keep saying, I'm going to take it here and I'll just put it here. I'm not going to really deal with it. I know he has a plan. I know I want to make Jesus increase and make it not all about me. And I need to decrease, but there's just something I just can't do. The guilt and frustration of whatever it is that's happened in your life. You're just saying, you know what? I'll just kind of put it in different uh, compartments or departments, right? And I'm just going to put it where I can know that I can deal with it. And for some of us, right? Come on now, church, hang on to this. For some of us, this is what we do. We just pass it on to somebody else. I'll just pass it to my spouse or, or hold on now, I'll just pass it even maybe to my kids. Break it. Break it today. Get rid of the excess today. Let him do what he needs to do in your life. It says this in Philippians 3.13, forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. The third one is this. And I got a lot to get to, so here we go. Third one is this, sin. This is maybe the heaviest baggage, right, that you can carry. But here's what I want to ask you, and this is going to hurt, and this is going to sting. And I'm asking myself these questions, and I want you to get it, and I want you to hear it, and I want you to just say, Jesus, would you increase in my life? I want to decrease, and it's the sin that's in my life. But I want to ask you, how's your lifestyle? How do you relate to others? How's your thought life? Come on now. Mm. Nobody talks about it, right? Do you easily fall into temptation? Are you quick to criticize others and slow to encourage? Maybe you're becoming an addict of something. Are you becoming an alcoholic? What's your search history say about you? Nobody talks about it. I'll never forget years ago. We were in a men's group years ago. One of the best things ever to challenge me. The guy leading it said this. Okay, everybody get your phones out. Everybody get your phones out right now. What we're going to do is, is we're going to take our phones and we're going to pass it to the person on our left and they have the right to look through everything that we have on our phones. Maybe we, maybe we need to do it, right? I heard somebody say this past week. It was great. It was a statement. If no one else knows your password to your phone, you're in trouble. 
We're going to talk about tough things, church, because the sin is out there, and it's just ready to attack. It's ready to have this excess baggage on us to weigh us down, to weigh us down now, church, to make sure that Jesus doesn't increase. That's what we're saying. Get rid of whatever it is that's weighing you down. And if that's sin today, then you need to take care of it. And here's what I want you to get. Here's the deal. We are all are sinners. I'm not up here condemning anyone. I'm saying it's me too. I'm with you. I'm taking this journey of life with you. I need you as much as hopefully you need me. We all are sinners. We all have probably maybe committed or been through some of the things I've mentioned. But here's the good news, church. And so if you're not awake, maybe you'll wake up now, is that God loves you and he wants to help you. It says this in 1 John 1, 19. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, church. Now we have to remove the excess in our life and let Jesus come into our life and say, I'm done with the old. I want him to give me new. I'm done with saying, I want it to be all about me. I want it to be about Jesus. I want it to be about him in my life. I want to get rid of the excess in my life. I'm done. I'm done. And so if you want to make Jesus prominent in your life, here's what the Bible says. It says this in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1b through 2a. It says this. This is the NIV version. It'll be on the screen. Let us throw off everything. 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 That hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race Marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Let Jesus increase in your life. And that goes to my third point, and we're going to get into it. For Jesus to increase and for us to decrease, I must surrender my life to Jesus completely. I must. John the Baptist knew exactly what his role was in God's plan. God anointed him, giving him much power and authority. This is the reason he could boldly preach the good news. And people were coming to him. People from everywhere were repenting and getting baptized. But all the success and all that popularity for John the Baptist, so to speak, did not make him have a big head. He was a down-to-earth, humble guy, got rid of excess in his life. And John the Baptist remained humble even during great success. But it was all about Jesus. He surrendered his life to Jesus. He didn't let success go to his head. He was totally surrendered to Christ. And I love what he said in Luke chapter 3, verse 16. He says this. This is the ESV version. John answered them all saying this. I love this. I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen, church. Amen. We must surrender our lives to Jesus. And so if you're here today, I'm asking you and I'm telling you and I'm sharing with you that he wants this personal relationship with you, but you must surrender your life, everything. Nope. I'll just give him some of the departments in my life. No, he wants all of the departments in your life. I'll just give him some of the things I'm dealing with. He wants 
all of it, everything, and you must surrender. So there's a lot of different things that we could say, and I got to keep moving here. But here's what I want to get with you guys is this. Life comes at you fast. And maybe you sit here today, and maybe because of trials in your life, maybe because you felt that maybe even you could handle it on your own. I know I'm guilty of that. And maybe because something or someone has influenced you, but you sit here today and you're saying, I need to surrender my life to Jesus that he would increase and I would decrease. And for many of us, and I'm guilty of this one, for many of us, we've fallen away because we want the control of our life. We want to control it. We want to determine everything that happens. And what I'm saying is, is that's a a dangerous trap. And I'm asking you to release that and let him increase in your life and you decrease in your life. And so I'm asking you this today. Today could be the beginning of the rest of your life. Let's decide today that Jesus will increase and you will decrease, that he will become greater and you will become less. Will you make Jesus prominent in your life today? This is my challenge to you as we focus on this verse. Become a new you today. Become a new you today by making Jesus prominent in your life. I'm going to share a story with you. It's going to seem crazy probably, but just listen. There was a guy, he was sitting in his car waiting, and he had been to the grocery store, and it was a hot day. It was a real hot day, and he was out doing, you know, just mundane type things, you know, getting groceries and doing things. And he forgot that he left the groceries in his car when he was running a lot of these other errands. And as he's sitting there in the car about to take off after all these errands, all of a sudden he heard pop. And it sounded like a gunshot. And all he could do in that moment was, is when it popped and when he heard this gunshot, then all of a sudden he felt in the back of his head something hit him. And so as he's sitting there, he goes and he's kind of, it takes him a minute and he's blacked out and he goes back and he starts to reach. And as he reaches back, he notices and he feels what he thinks is at this point Maybe his brain or other things that are coming out. I don't know why some of you are laughing about this. But some of you may have been listening at the beginning, I guess, right? But that crazy guy forgot he had some of these biscuits. He forgot he had some of these biscuits in his car, and the heat must have done something to expand it, and it popped. And those biscuits went flying and hit him in the back of the head. And he thought it was his brains hanging out. Some of you are laughing about this. I don't know why. That's, uh, you guys are crazy like me. We're all in this together. Here's what it's a funny story. Here's the funny story about this. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. It does. 
And we can laugh about it because some of you were listening and you knew, you're like, oh man, where, where's Nate going with all this? And that's okay. But some of you are listening and, and, and life comes at us fast and as fast as maybe grocery shopping, doing mundane things and thinking that it's, it's you know, just a normal day and something pops and you hear it and you think it's your brain, but it's just biscuits, right? And some of you are gonna remember this for the rest of your life as you go buy biscuits that you won't leave them in your car. But life comes at you fast, and, and I want to share some next step questions, and, and, and I'm going to share something at the end, and, and we're going to wrap this up today. But some next step questions would be this. What will be your next step? We need you. God's, God's got this purpose for your life, and each one of you have a gift and a spiritual gift, and we got spiritual gift classes coming up and other classes, and just to find your niche and to get you involved, the church needs you, the people need you. And, 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 and how are you living out God's purpose in your life? And that goes with that first question. The third one is this, what excess do you need to get rid of? Church, man, we could spend a whole message, a whole day on that. And then four, the, the, the last thing there is, do you need to surrender your life to Jesus today? And, and, and it's good to have a lot of fun and, and uh, laugh. I love it, man. I love, I just love it to laugh together. Because church should be fun, you know? It should be fun to be a follower of Jesus. It shouldn't be about a list of rules and all this. And, 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 and there is things that we have guidelines and we run, but it should be fun. I, I, life is crazy. Life is crazy. I mean, you know, I got my own stuff, you know? It is. Life's crazy. Some of the things I go through to say, man, I'm 40 and I'm dealing with that. You know, you're like, man, where, What? And some of you can put your age in there and stuff. But life is crazy. So I want to share one last story with you. And uh, just bear with me. Life comes at you fast. And so I, sh- I showed a, a picture of my, me and my buddy Ray. Ray, Ray, uh, Ray had a hard life. He had a hard life. I can remember a lot of things with Ray growing up and just a lot of things. A couple weeks ago, I get a call that, uh, Ray had been murdered. And uh, I thought to myself, did I do enough? Did Ray see Jesus in me? Was Jesus so increased in my life? Growing up, Ray had a rough, he had a rough upbringing. He just did. He felt like he never almost even had a chance with certain things in his life. He went on to serve in our military and was grateful for that. But even then, it just was a lot of heartache. And Ray got into a lot of different things. Life comes at you fast.
was going through some of our messages. And one of the messages he sent me, he said, he said, Nate, he said, it's getting crazy out there. He said, if anything happens, he said, I just want you to know that I always looked up to you as a brother and I have faith because of you and your family. And he mentioned even my dad, who obviously many of you know he passed when we were 17. And so today, this title, Don't Play Dumb, is obviously a, for me to honor my friend Ray. About a month ago, I spoke and I preached. And I talked about the thief on the cross at the last minute when he gave his life to Jesus. When he said, remember me. And as I was sitting at my table, man, just weeping, something came over me that I believe that Ray, in his final moments, stand here before you today as a 40-year-old man just crying like a baby. What if I just continued to live that Jesus would increase and I would decrease? And I would just say, don't play dumb. Life is hard. Life is tough. We're all in this together. You must surrender your life to Jesus. And life comes quick. It comes fast. And I don't want people to remember me because all the things that I was arguing about or maybe against. I want people to remember me that Jesus was increased in my life. I want people to remember me for that. I wouldn't spend so much time on what maybe people think of me. I wouldn't spend so much time on getting involved in stuff that I shouldn't get involved in, right? I'm tired. I'm tired of arguing about nonsense stuff. I'm tired about everyone's opinions. Just going to be honest. And you're probably tired of mine, and that's fine. Let's just get along. And let's just love one another like he asked us to do and serve and love him. And what if we just said, you know what? I'm done with it because life comes at you fast. Life is hard. We need each other. We need each other. And so I want the picture of Ray to come back up because I don't want Ray just to become a number. I want his life to live on. And the one last message that we sent, I said, Ray, we had a lot of good times. He said, we did. He said, I love you. I said, I love you too. But we live for this and for what he has for us, not for all the nonsense 
not for all the nuts. And so we're going to sing a song. and It's called Run to the Father. And all I'm asking you is, I don't know what you brought in today. I don't know where you are. I don't know your life. But I know life comes at us fast. All I'm saying is, if you need to do something today, please do it. If you need to come and pray, please come pray. We got people that will help you pray with you. Guess what? We may not have all the answers. I got one answer for you, and it's Jesus. After that, after that, after that, guess what? I'm going through some of the maybe same things you're going through, and I want to just take the journey with you. I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I know where the answers are that we can get, but I'm just saying, let's take it together. Don't play dough anymore. Anymore. Life is hard. But our God sent a Savior in Jesus. We can surrender. So will you today, with me, whether you come pray or in your seats, would you literally today as we worship, may we run to the Father and give him all of our stuff. And just say, I need you, Jesus, to increase in my life. So may the Lord bless you as we stand and as we sing and as we do this together. I'm grateful for a Jesus and a Savior that saved me. Don't play. Don't. Today may be your day.